Thank you for coming. Today's Tuesday. Hallelujah. Amen. A good day. Nakululunji. It's a good day. Nakululunji. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a good day. It is your day. They used to say it's your day for a miracle. Yes, it is your day. It is your day. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for his grace. And his goodness. He's, he's doing something. And and today he has he has uh, given us more grace. Amen. Amen. I I I have something I want to download. In a in, in a brief way. I don't think I'm going to continue with what I planned with yesterday. But there's something I want to download to us. By the Spirit of the Lord, as we as we set ourselves to prepare or in the season of spiritual preparation, as we are in the genesis of these moments. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, yesterday, the Lord spoke uh, clearly about the level he desires to see a greater response from this family. A greater response than ever before. The key is no longer with him, it's with us. The key is with us. The response. And the Lord said that he wants us to respond in a way we have never responded before. Hallelujah. Before he can amaze us with what he wants to do through us and in us. Hallelujah. Amen. Your response is key. And I, and I pray, ladies and gentlemen, I'm praying that what your response to God, even on these corporate altars, will be wholehearted. But more than that, I pray that each one of us is going to have a unique response with God in the private sense. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe some of us have not yet changed. We have not yet raised the standard. We have not yet changed the systems around us. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a season where you're going to go through how many days before you change. The key of response is in your hand. It's in your hand. Hallelujah. You can decide today to say, God, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Everybody say, God, I'm coming for you. You don't sound like you. Say, God, I'm coming for you. Now, today, I mean, we can, we can decide 
As well as also we can decide to stay in the normal, in the status quo we have been in. God is so much looking at you. And now you are going to respond to this season. He's looking at you. Because he knows he has given you the grace to do whatever he puts in your heart. And he wants you to do something according to how he leads you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I believe that the presence of God is going to be very key. Very key. In this season, coming back to that place where we are in his presence, where the holies of holies of our hearts are open and whatever you do is coming out of the depth of your being because you have broken the seals through giving yourself to God you have broken the seals and their fountains are flowing the fountains of love the fountains of, of zeal that communion with the spirit you are conscious of it Hello. Hallelujah. Um, let me just open Genesis chapter 17. First one. The year of preparation. The year of preparation. In the last year of preparation of Abraham's life, before Abraham could tap into what God had spoken, when he was 99 years old, God spoke to Abraham. And say, and the Bible says, verse one. When Abraham was ninety-nine years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and announced, "I am God Almighty." Can you finish that verse for me? Pardon? Hallelujah! International Standard Version says. I am God Almighty. Live in, live in constant awareness that I am always with you and be blameless. Let me read that again. Your version says, walk before me. This version breaks it down. What is walking before God? Live in constant awareness that I am always with you. And be blameless. Be blameless. And then verse 2. I will establish my covenant between me and you and I will greatly increase your numbers. Abraham is 99 years old. He is 
friends, he has been in the land of Canaan. He has been in the land of promise. He has been walking in the land of promise. He is in the area God called him to be. He knows he's in that area. He is in the zone of his calling. He is in the ground of his fruitfulness. He is in the right place. But Abraham, 24 years now, fruitless. The promise has not been seen. The Bible tells me in verse in chapter 16. Chapter 16. Abraham had been in the land for 10 years. Hallelujah. Amen. 10 years. 10 years of fruitlessness. And what happens? And his wife tells him, Here is my maid. Get children. 10 years of fruitlessness. They begin to work it. They begin to go for other projects that, that can assist God's plan. Something that can fill the void that is in their hearts. And they do that great mistake and it brings them problems in the family. And then here in chapter 17, God comes and says, Abraham, Walk before me and be blameless. And I will fulfill, I'll establish, I will make an agreement between you and me and your offspring. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want us to see that there's a serious correlation between that last year in Abraham's life and the miracle of the promise coming to pass. That one year, when God comes and tells a man, walk before me. Be in constant awareness of me. And then God tells the man, be blameless. If God can demand such a thing from a man, then it is possible to be blameless. It is possible to be blameless. Amen. If God can ask it from Abraham, Abraham was not filled with the Holy Spirit. Abraham never had a pastor. Abraham who never had how many churches and how many works. Be blameless. Walk before me. And that year, Abraham cleaned his work. That year, Abraham rehearsed and practiced being in the presence of God. Reminding himself of who was with him all the time. Maybe this year, Abraham's altar has increased. Maybe his time at the altar became much more time as he was practicing the presence of God. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot go deeper in the presence of God without you spending more time at the altar with God. Without you pouring your heart out and connecting with God deeply, you can not know what it means to walk in constant awareness of the presence of God. 
That was a prerequisite. There are so many things, friends, there are so many things that are fighting for your attention, that are fighting for your worship, that are fighting for your focus. So many things that are good and some that are bad. And yet at the same time, you are the one holding the promise. You are the one holding something precious. And God wants you to push all the clutter out of the way so that you can focus on him and start to live a life that is in constant awareness of his presence. That life makes a difference. That life makes a difference. That life makes the difference. Hallelujah. God says, and I will make an agreement. I will make my covenant. It will come to pass. Abraham, 24 years now, you have been walking with me, but not the right, the right way. When you read the book of 2 Chronicles and 1 Chronicles or even 2 Kings, you will see statements like, there was a king, he walked in the days, in the ways of his father David, but not with a perfect heart. There was a king, he walked in the ways of his father David, he pulled down the high places, but he left certain high places. You will read and find such statements of men who seem to have a heart have had a heart for God. But there are some things they didn't touch. There are some things that hindered their heights. There are some things that cut short their destiny. They didn't go the whole way. Abraham, you have walked with me. But uh-uh. Yes, you built altars here and there. But uh-uh. It is time, Abraham, to begin to practice my presence. Live in constant awareness of me. And be blameless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Blamelessness. Why does God want his people blameless? We saw yesterday, Zechariah the high priest was clothed in filthy rags and Satan stood at his right hand to accuse him before God. That's why God wants you blameless. So that the adversary has nothing to say about us. Hallelujah. Amen. So that the adversary has nothing to say. Praise the Lord. Praise Jehovah. It is our time to dive in. To dive in. Power yourself in. Give God attention. He will give you his. Give him attention. He will give you his attention. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that when Moses spoke to himself, let me turn aside and see this bush 
is burning. But it's not being consumed. And then the Bible says, when God saw that Moses had turned, when God saw, what, what was God up to? It is very possible to miss God. God put just something there, unusual. He didn't call Moses, Moses see. He just put something unusual. And left it to Moses. Moses, if you will give that thing attention, your calling will start. Your purpose in life will begin. When Moses turned, his whole life turned. Everything. He's calling bathed. Why? He gave God attention. But let me tell you, it's not easy. In this world of today, it's not easy to turn and look at something unusual. Like what is going on right now in our midst. Something unusual. Some have not yet turned to see what is happening. Moses turned and when God saw, he said, Moses, Moses, everything changes from there. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to turn the king is, is, has a desire for you. The king has a thirst for you. The king wants you to pay attention to him. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When somebody is starting to pay attention to the Lord, they are going to set themselves apart set themselves apart from everything. There's a, there's a decision a person makes and they set themselves apart from everything that has been consuming time. Everything that has been slowing them down. And they, you'll see that person sacrificing themselves in the spirit through prayer. Much prayer. Deep prayer. They, they know that they have to give themselves to God. And when you're giving yourself to God in prayer, it's not that you're going to pray until you're tired, then you say, I've finished. But you're going to endeavor to see that there is a level of surrender you get to. There is a level of giving yourself to God you get to. And that is not determined by time. It is determined by getting there. You begin to say, God, I want you to have me. And so you begin to even set yourself apart in fasting. You begin to set yourself apart in studying and reading the Bible. You begin to switch off all the distractions. And God begins to see somebody who is paying attention. He has said nothing yet. He is doing nothing yet in your life, but you are still paying attention. And he's about to break the silence. He's about to say something to you that will change your life. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Friends, there is a place of surrender where your heart becomes alive. Alive. You respond so mightily to God because you have attained a place in surrender. 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 We sing that song all to Jesus, I surrender. All to him I freely give. When you're singing it, it's easy. But to walk the journey of surrender, to be in his presence, and the Holy Spirit helps you to give all, is something else. No man can give all without the Holy Spirit helping them. You can't. You cannot. It takes the Holy Spirit and sometimes the Holy Spirit to help us he will wait for you to come to the end of yourself you will be in prayer you will be like somebody who doesn't know where they are going you are praying but you do not know your body will tell you let's, let's end this we are not going anywhere your mind will tell you we have things to do and your spirit tells you we are not yet there let's keep praying let's keep going you keep going you keep going you keep going you keep getting desperate you keep crying and, and, and the more you go it's as if you are getting deeper and deeper in your heart something in you is like going deeper and suddenly you come to that place. It's as if you have reached the water table where the Spirit of God is ready to help you. And he takes over the praying. I told you on Sunday, Moses went up that mountain. He climbed the mountain. The Holy Spirit did not help Moses climb the mountain. God did not put strength in his legs to climb the mountain. Moses climbed that mountain by himself. And the Bible says he reached at the top and he was there six days waiting, waiting on God. That was the place of death. That was the place where Moses' programs had to die. All his ideas had to die in those six days. For you, there may be six hours. For you, there may be 60 minutes. But in that time, Moses waiting on God. He's there thinking, God, you called me on this mountain. It is now the fourth day. What's the silence about? Why am I here? God 
waited for Moses to die. In six days, he created the world. In six days, he ended Moses. And then the Bible says, and a thick cloud carried Moses up. God, no, sorry, the Bible says God carried him up into the thick cloud where he was. The mountain was surrounded by fire. God was not in the fire. There were earthquakes and rumblings. God was not in them. God was waiting for Moses to go through all those things. Fire, rumblings, whatever. Come to a place of waiting. In the place of waiting, Moses must die. When Moses is done with his programs and every other thing, God picks up Moses and puts him in the cloud where God is. And Moses was able to live 40 days in a cloud. Supernatural grace. Friends, if we are not willing to give our all in prayer, I am, I am telling you this because I know. I am I'm telling you this because I know one thing that God desires is the restoration of the presence on your life. You coming back to the presence of God. You becoming alive to God. I shared in the overnight and I said, when, when, when Joshua was going for the promised land, Joshua is going for his promise. But in the way of his promise was an altar. That altar was called Jericho. Jericho was an altar. It was an altar composed of altars. Built with mighty walls. The Bible says six chariots could march on those walls. That city was in the way of their promise. God tells Joshua, put away your sword. You don't need a sword now. What now you need? Get the ones who carry my presence. The ones who carry the ark. I want the priests to go first. There are things as we shift towards God's will. There are things in this land, in this territory. There are things around us that are not going to hear our spiritual warfare. But they are going to see those who match with God's presence on their lives. God spoke to Joshua. Tell the people to shut up. And let them walk around that wall. Carrying that ark. As they marched carrying the ark. It was the ark speaking. It was the ark attacking the altars of Jericho. It was the ark destroying the altars of Jericho. At the end of all those days. All they needed was a shout. One shout. And the Bible says the words fell flat. They fell flat. There are things that will listen to the presence of God. We need him. He says walk before me. Walk before me. The presence of God. After Joshua takes the city of Jericho by the ark. Then the sword could work. The sword could work after the presence had worked. Ladies and gentlemen, 
God is telling you, walk before me. Walk in my presence. Release your depth and I will release my depth. Respond to me in a way you have never responded to me. I am looking at you. Respond to me. Draw near to me and I shall draw near to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we give you praise. Father, put our hearts in the direction of you. Father, put our hearts in the direction of you. Father, as we take off the filthy rags, as we take off the filthy rags, as we take off the blame, Lord, you spoke to Abraham, be blameless. As we take off those things, Father, in response to you, set our hearts after you. Father, David said, you spoke to David and said, seek my face. And David said, my heart will seek you, O God. My heart. He made that decision. My heart will seek you. Father, as we start, Lord, these days and this year, my Father, let this be a year of your presence. Let this be a year, Father, of seeing your throne, your throne in our midst, Lord, in the lives of your people like never before. Let this be a year where hearts are rebirthed, hearts are reborn, hearts become alive again, Father. Alive to your presence. Alive to your word, oh God. Just begin to pray right now. Ask the Lord. Deep calleth unto deep. Deep calleth unto deep. Undress yourself in his presence. Your heart. Oh, pour it out. Say with words, I need you, Father. Pray. Pray. If you have heard the words I've spoken, God is speaking to you to respond to him. Respond to him. Respond to him. Begin to see yourself walking in deep places. Begin to see yourself walking a consecrated life. Begin to see yourself seeking God in your home, in your bedroom, in your bathroom, in your office, in your car everywhere begin to see a life that is set out after God after God in the name of Jesus withholding nothing withholding nothing withholding nothing father withholding nothing father may we pursue the ark of your presence as a ministry my father Together in one accord, my Father. Let leaders, my Father, in this place. The leaders, my Father. Father, 
the ministers of God in this house. Prepare us. Prepare us for you said, O oh God, that the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. The glory of your presence. The glory, my Father. The Lord Almighty is going to receive you as you put your focus on him. Well, as many things in this world right now are fighting for your focus. God is not going to fight for it. He's going to wait for you to give it to him. It's got to be a sacrifice. It's got to be your will. Your choice to turn away from what makes you busy and what makes you too busy for God to busy to seek him to busy to dwell in his presence he will wait on you Isaiah 30 verse 18 says that the Lord shall wait on you that he may be gracious to you. He will wait on you that he may be gracious to you. And then the Bible concludes in that very verse and says blessed are those that wait on him that wait on him that wait on him blessed are those happy are those to be envied are those that wait on him I pray every man and woman boy and girl in this building even those that are not here but are connected to this altar I pray that none of us will remain behind. None of us will be present physically and spiritually absent. None of us will, 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 will do this with half a heart. I pray that every one of us, every one of us, everyone will be wholehearted from the greatest to the to the least from the oldest to the youngest I pray that all of us with a whole heart whole heart will pursue him will wait on him it's our season it's our season Father we thank you and we give you the praise even for today and for the encouragement you have, you have released today, the instruction you have released today. Heavenly Father, may we be counted faithful as we receive these instructions, Father. May we be faithful. Father, there is never a time in the history of this ministry. Never. This is my faith and my expectation that there is never a time in our history that as a family, we are going to gang up together. That as a family, we are going to remove all the barriers. We are going to connect 
every part, to every part. As a family, my father, never in the history, I pray that the unity of the spirit you are releasing in this time will be unparalleled in the history of latter glory ministry, in the history of faith family church, father. Your word tells us to seek God along with those who call upon God out of a pure heart. Now, Father, we are our company. This is our company. Like the apostles went back to those of their own company. Father, we decide to gang up again, to seek you again, to rebuild and to reconstitute the altar of latter glory ministries again in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray, my God, Join our hearts together. Join our hearts together. Let this unity be so real and so deep. And let us be so intentional and deliberate at, at, at promoting it, at affecting it, at influencing it to greater and greater flames in the name of Jesus. Father, if there is any one of us, Lord, who is still drawn away who is still struggling to be part fully of what you're doing, Lord, in this season. Father, help them, Lord, I pray, so that they may embrace, oh God, your instruction and your will and your grace. Help them, Father, I pray. Father, thank you because you have had us. Thank you because you are in our midst. To you be all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to thank you for coming. And I want to thank you for just listening to the Spirit of God in your life. To work through your life. And all of us to take us where we are going. I believe that there is something new that, that was rolled on or out by the Spirit on Sunday. We are now, we are, I believe we are understanding how God wants to work with us. And we are going to even understand deeper and deeper as we go on. Hallelujah. I want us again, I said this yesterday, but I want us to do it again today. I want to say it again. I want us to become so intentional about our unity. As we saw in the book of Second Chronicles, that King Solomon gathered the elders and then he gathered the people and the Bible says and all Israel came to bring back the ark and us to also come together to bring back the ark hallelujah Hallelujah. Amen. We know that some of you are busy. You cannot maybe come all the time. Uh, and it's not that we're going to beat you when you don't come. No. There's liberty. There's the liberty of the spirit. But we want to feel the unity in the spirit, even if you're not here. We, we want to know that we are marching together. We want to know that the word God is, re is releasing to us. We are, we are around to receive it and to share it together. 
Hallelujah. Amen. No more lone rangers. No more loners. Hallelujah. Amen. No more lone rangers. No more loners. Let the family come together. And let God work among his people. Hallelujah. Have a great night. God bless you.